Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, email rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. If you're coming over from Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, or if you're listening in the free archive at thesecretteachings.info, welcome to the broadcast. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you. It is the beginning of March. It is March 2nd. This is the month of the Ides of March. We look forward to that. But before we look forward to the future, we're going to look into the past tonight. We're going to go into not so much the rabbit hole and not so much the wormhole, but the memory hole. We're going to look at some stories from the past tonight on the show. Some things you might have forgotten about. Before we get to that, I wanted to let you know that we are on social media. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter and or on Facebook, we don't have a large social media presence, although I've done this for 13 years because I really don't care about social media and I really don't understand it if I'm being frank with you. And so I just sort of ignore it like it ignores me. But we do have a couple of pages if you'd like to follow us and see what the show promos are going to be Monday through Friday. And if you visit our website, thesecretteachings.info, you can listen to all of our shows for free. Our archive is there. Or as most of you know, you can listen on any radio or podcast player. And you can listen to those shows for free. Or you can subscribe to the archive. And that is being shifted partly over to Aftermath Media now. This is the first time The Secret Teachings, I think, has been with a very real professional network and we're so happy that Ground Zero and Aftermath are willing to work with us and put us on to the network. Really, really appreciate that. I'm sure you as listeners appreciate that as well. I would still do the show if I didn't have anybody to support us network-wise. All the stuff we've been through in the past, I'm sure that you appreciate that Aftermath is allowing us to have a platform to do our show and uh, we, of course, really, really, I mean, sincerely, uh, I, I don't know what I would do without, at this point, without Aftermath and with all the censorship and all the shadow banning. And I mean, I had like 550 followers on Twitter. I just created a Twitter account because my other one got banned. And overnight, I lost like 75 followers. I guess everybody had the same idea. Just don't follow TST underscore underscore radio anymore. Same thing on Facebook. You know, I got people contacting me trying to, you know, get me to come on their shows. I've done a lot of recent radio shows and um, people are like, yeah, I've got like this many people on Facebook and this many people on Twitter. And I don't know if they're try trying to like convince me that they're worth doing, doing their show. And I'm thinking I barely have 2,500 people on Facebook and I've done this for 14 years. <laughs> so I, I'm either doing something wrong or I'm doing something really, really right. And what I put on to social media ends up throwing down the memory hole. You know what the memory hole is, right? The memory hole, if you read 1984, it's part of the Ministry of Truth where Orwell's main character, Winston Smith, works. And he is, if you watch the movie, you get a visual representation of it. But the memory hole is something that Winston Smith interacts with. He rewrites headlines, right? And he, like Stalin did, 
he eliminates people and stories uh, from history. Stalin was using Photoshop before Photoshop was a thing. Stalin was having people removed from pictures if they were beside of Joseph Stalin or maybe they were an individual just in general, uh, didn't have to be a picture with Stalin, but someone Stalin didn't like, someone who lost favor with the state and the party, and they would be eliminated. They would disappear, vanish, gone. And we can do the same thing now with magic eraser tools and sophisticated software. I can do the same thing with all my show promos. I can edit things out and you don't even have to have expensive software to do that. You can do it on the internet for free or even now on your Google phones or your Apple phones. You, you have that kind of technology in the palm of your hand. It therefore means that we have to be even more careful with discerning what is real and what is not real. I'm not sure if you heard Friday's show we did with Greg from Pardon My American, a really good show he does with the guys over there. Greg came on to The Secret Teachings, and we talked about the big friendly censor. Not the big friendly giant, the big friendly censor. The Raw Dahl books that are being partly rewritten or having sentences added to them. Matilda, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And now we're also learning that James Bond is being partly rewritten or certain sexist things in the books are going to be removed, etc., etc., etc. And it'll never stop. It'll never stop. I'm not sure what you think of this individual, um, but uh, I interviewed, well, I've actually interviewed a, a couple of people that work for the federal government. Um, but I interviewed uh, uh, Mr. D'Souza. Uh, he's been on the show a couple of times and uh, worked for the FBI. Uh, John D'Souza wrote a couple of books. And whether you think he's full of it or not, he said something on the show many years ago that stuck with me. We were talking about UFO sightings and how easy it is to manufacture this stuff. And he said, from what he understands, in the federal government, there are departments and agencies. Their job is to take real things and then to plant things in the picture or the video so that it can be easily debunked. Now, whether you like John D'Souza or not, or believe what he says, if you know who I'm talking about, this, this guy. I think he lives here in Tucson, too. I haven't talked to him for a long time. But whether you believe that or not, that is precisely what's happening. You have social media companies that they're, they're basically allowing for certain kinds of fake, fraudulent, made-up stuff on their platforms to, to circulate, and other stuff that is more middle-of-the-road more logical, et cetera, that it takes a lot of a lot of effort to to get people to be aware of that. I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, this is like the first week in a long time where I've I've really gotten philosophical. I don't know if you've picked it up, but I've I've the last two shows we've done this week, well, three two of the last three shows, I've been really philosophical about trying to define exactly what things are that we're talking about, like UFOs or cryptid creatures. We talked about mermaids last night and unicorns and really trying to decipher, you know, what is cryptozoology? What is ufology? What is the paranormal? Like, how do people perceive these things? You know, can can a, a cryptid creature like a mermaid, can that be a real thing? How do you define real? Very philosophical. And I've noticed this week, and this could just be completely coincidental, 
But my download numbers for the show were through the roof last week. And now this week, because I've gotten a lot more philosophical and I've really, really targeted the alternative media, my downloads have like been cut in half. Could be a coincidence, or it could be the fact that I'm also attacking the alternative media. A lot of people think I'm part of the alternative media, and so because I sort of attack, or not attack, but observe that the alternative media is not much different than the mainstream media, apparently a lot of people don't like to hear that. So for those of you who continue to listen, I really appreciate that. You haven't cast me into the memory hole yet. But the memory hole has some other... Uh, I, I would say other symbolic qualities that don't have to be organized. You don't have to have someone rewriting headlines. You don't have to have someone censoring or shadow banning. There are natural memory holes. Those natural memory holes are day by day. If you log onto Twitter, what is trending on Twitter? Uh, yesterday, college debt was twin, uh, tre- trending on Twitter. Uh, yesterday, I think it was, uh, what else was twin, trending on, tw- uh, twending, almost a twending, trending on Twitter. Uh, it was like, there was something about basketball trending. There was, uh, Chris Pine, the Mandalorian, because new episodes are, uh, just, uh, just coming out. I think they came out yesterday. So those things were trending. Like what exactly constitutes, uh, a trending thing? On Twitter, the same thing with Facebook. These are just things I'm, 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 I'm thinking of, and things I'm philosophizing on, if you will. Like, what exactly constitutes uh, a a a topic that goes viral? How does that happen? You know, the algorithms have to allow it to happen. The the, the system has to allow it to happen. You, you've heard me say this many times before. And I just wonder when I look at Twitter, how do these things trend? Why are these things trending? Why is it when I go to use my Twitter account, I've never done really anything on Twitter, and I try to type in these trending things on one of my posts, and I can't even get them to come up? This is supposed to be on a free and unlocked and open Twitter. It's the same thing with Gab. People all got to get on Gab, 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 Gab. Gab kicked me off. I can't use Gab because I didn't suck the right wing thing. You know, I didn't, I didn't kneel down and kiss the boot of the right wing. Uh, is the only thing I can I can perceive is the reason why I can't use Gab. They won't let me post anything on it. I think my account's still on there, but I can't post anything. And people don't believe me because, oh, they're, they're, they believe in free speech. No, I don't really think that they do. And I think Elon Musk just wants free speech for the data. The whole point of why I'm I'm sort of ranting here about this is, you know, there are certain things that you don't need a memory hole. You don't need shadow banning. You don't need algorithms. You just need time. And a lot of things will be easily forgotten. And as more and more time is put between whatever it is that happened or whatever it is that occurred, that might have been a big story or maybe a small story or whatever. Just over time, we tend to forget about things. It's not a conspiracy or a conspiracy theory. But over time, we tend to forget. Now, certainly people understand that. The media understands that. They have their little news cycles and they put things out on Friday night or things out on Monday morning. Things that they don't want you to pay attention to as much or things they want you to pay attention to or breaking news alerts. And just because they have the breaking news alert, people think, oh, it's really important even if nothing's actually happening. I take this for example. 
the Coney 2012. I mentioned this earlier this week. Remember Coney 2012? I went back into, I should tell you this first. I went back into my files. I had five boxes of files and I have a, another box sitting here beside me. And I wanted to really consolidate because I try to live minimally. I wanted to really consolidate what I have and get rid of some stuff. So I ended up getting rid of two boxes of papers and then two large plastic storage bins of stuff. I just got rid of it. I donated it or I some stuff I just threw out and I burned. I actually burned a lot of papers uh, in the fireplace. And when I was going through all this stuff, I started finding articles and, and stories and studies and things that were really, really important. So I pulled those out before I put them, put the other stuff in the fire. And I saved a whole stack of stuff here. I've got it right here on my desk. It's about five inches tall. I measured it here. It's about five inches tall of papers of just like extra stuff hanging out outside of my, my uh, file boxes. And I actually found, I came across the Coney 2012 stories. I have a real newspaper clipping. I taped to a piece of paper uh, I've got the Central Florida, this is Central Florida Future. I don't even know if that's a newspaper anymore, the actual news report. And I have so there's some other stuff here as well. I've got a bunch of stuff on Coney 2012. So this was, this was 11 years ago. 11 years ago. I don't know if you remember this, but Coney 2012. Joseph Coney, a rebel leader in Central Africa, who was wanted for brutal war crimes by the International Criminal Court. He was doing things with, with kids and he was killing people, innocent people, and well, the West was really upset about it. Coney 2012 video pushes for war. Central Florida Tribute, or Future, excuse me. That's Tribute's another one I have. Group seeks to bring awareness in Africa. Joseph Coney was virtually unknown until a video campaigning for his capture exploded on the internet. March 5th, 2012. Child soldiers, 250,000 boys and girls worldwide are soldiers forced by governments and rebel groups around the world to carry guns, etc. Coney's a bad person. And turns out Coney had either been dead or had disappeared for maybe months, possibly years before all of us here in the West got really upset for a couple of hours and bought t-shirts and then it all disappeared. So this is kind of the premise of tonight's show. I did some cleaning, a little spring cleaning, put a lot of stuff in the fire. And as I consolidated my papers and burned some stuff in the fire, in a fire I made, I pulled out some really good stuff that I really wanted to share with you tonight Stuff that has been lost in the memory hole, not because it's been intentionally thrown into the memory hole, the wormhole, the rabbit hole, but because it's been lost to the memory hole that is time. And you can find really good examples of this. Just, I mean, think of 2020, two weeks, and it'll all be back to normal. Two weeks turned into you lose your job if you don't take this product that's not approved by big pharmaceutical companies with a long history of human experimentation. How did we get to that point? How many people forgot that they were told that those vaccines would prevent them from getting sick? Or how many people forgot how terrible pharmaceutical companies, how terrible their record is 
for telling the truth or for not harming people in, 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 in real world studies in Africa or India. Like, how do we get to that point? We, do we just forget? Do we just have too much going on? We have too much to watch, too many things to scroll through, too much life happening around us. It seems like the more technology and the more easy our life becomes, the more stressed we are, the more worried we are, the less time we have. I find that myself. When I first moved here to Tucson, I would do my show and I would go to the mountain park or I would go to some park. I would take a hike. Now I can't seem to find time to even take a nap or to read a little bit of a, of a book. I just feel like I'm constantly in front of my computer and I'm having a hard time figuring out how to get away from it. And it has, it's just a perception, of course. Like time is a perception, it's just a perception of like, I'm just so focused on this. And when the more you focus on it, the more, the more your concern for certain things is going to increase or decrease and whatever's trending, whatever's popular, whatever's the hot topic, that's what everybody wants to hear and wants to know about. And I just can't pull myself usually to take something that's a hot topic and to just immediately talk about it because that's what everybody wants to hear. I, I hope that you can understand uh, this next statement I'm going to make, but for the most part, I don't really care what people want to hear. I'm trying to provide you with something I think you might need to hear. He said he doesn't care what we want. We shouldn't listen to this show anymore. No, no, I don't care what people want to hear as entertainment. I care what I think people need to hear as both entertainment and as context to all the other things going on in the world. And sometimes it's weird. Sometimes people message me. They're like, do you just watch Tucker Carlson and then repeat what he says? No, I don't watch Tucker Carlson and repeat what he says. People send me clips sometimes. I'll record a show in the morning. People will send me a clip from that night. They're like, you just took what Tucker Carlson said. I'm like, listen, I recorded my show before Tucker came on. I just happened to see the same thing. So anyway, the point is, and the reason I'm saying this is because I found all these old papers, a lot of things that are kind of thrown into the memory hole of time. And I just want to go through some of these things tonight because some of these stories are, are, are wild and they've been forgotten about. And I wanted to go into the memory hole and to pull some of this kind of best of news that we've covered on the secret teachings over the last decade and a half. I wanted to pull some of this stuff out. Here's a really great example. This isn't from too long ago, but this is a National Geographic article. I actually pulled, I ripped this out of a magazine. It was, it was like one of those free libraries and took this magazine and didn't end up using much of it, but I had this article. I ripped the article out. And uh, this, is, this is the article here. Let me, let me try to paint the picture. It is a polar bear with like very little snow around him or her. And he looks really, really sick, like almost an, like anorexic, like you could see his bones, you know, really, really sick looking polar bear. And the article was written by Christ, uh, Christina Metermeyer. Nothing prepared me for what I saw. And she writes in the article, climate change kills slowly and by proxy through fire, drought, cold and starvation. The connection between an individual animal's death and climate change is rarely clear. Even when an animal is as emaciated as this polar bear. But the polar bear and all the other animals that are, hardly, that are harshly affected by climate change 
this is something that we need. We need to solve this because the animals are suffering. And then the whole article goes on to talk about her experience photographing these animals that are damaged by it's gut wrenching, she said, by climate change. Okay. Then you get to the bottom of the article. I remember when I did a show on this, and it says, National Geographic, in the editor's note, National Geographic went too far in drawing a definitive connection between climate change and a particular starving polar bear in the opening caption of our, there's a video to this too online, of our video about the animal. We said, this is what climate change looks like. The only problem is it's not really what climate change looks like. It just is what a sick polar bear looks like, and it has nothing to do with climate change. That's the editor's note. Yeah, we we uh, we got that wrong. That wasn't climate change. That was just a polar bear who was sick, and it had nothing to do with climate change. It's just a it's just a big lie. So I, I found that I found that paper. Here's one of my favorite articles, though. I got a whole stack here on my desk. I'll, I'll actually I have a picture of this posted under the show promo for tonight. The uh, down the memory hole show tracing the link get this this is so funny tracing the link between natural food and nazis apparently if you want to eat healthy you're a nazi that's not my opinion that's abc news reporting this back in 2018 this is such a ridiculous article it's often lumped in the new age category with raw food or paleo diets, but the natural eating movement is far from new. In fact, its roots extend back to Nazi Germany. Leave our food as natural as possible was a slogan coined in 1942 by Nazi physician Werner Kolleth. The Nazis were interested in health, ABC News says. And if you're interested in health, you might be a Nazi. I don't know if you remember this article, there's a couple of different news outlets that pick this up, claiming that if you're concerned about health, chemicals, genetic engineering, maybe even geoengineering, you could infer a lot from this. If you're concerned with clean water, if you're concerned with food that doesn't have a lot of additives or ingredients in it, you are a Nazi. It's not about racism or sexism. It's, it's about the food you eat. It's weird because... It used to be like the the liberal left that was concerned about clean water and don't spray chemicals and hug this tree and save the snails and protect the the whales. And now if you do those things, then apparently that makes you a Nazi. (laughs) It's just one of the most ridiculous things. So I guess if you eat like garbage, you know, you just eat fast food all day, then you're not a Nazi. It's it's as simple as that. So this is what we're going to do tonight. We're going to go through some of these stories. I have no idea. I'm just going to pull random ones out. I'm going to let the spirit, if you will, speak through me. I'm going to pull these random stories out. Some of this stuff is really, really good. Like, really, really good. Uh, that um, Here's the uh, the watermelon snow. Remember the watermelon snow and the different colored snow, the 14-type events? We're going to talk about a lot of stuff tonight on The Secret Teachings. Down the memory hole, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please subscribe to the Secret Teachings Archive, get access to everything, montages, digital books, or buy a copy of one of my books on our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You'll also get a physical uh, or digital copy with that physical book. And we have our Contact in the Desert fundraiser that we just opened up this week. We're trying to raise 500 bucks to go to Contact in the Desert coming up in, I think it's the end of May, early June. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Dot Radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Dot Radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. listening to the secret teachings radio tonight we are going down into the depths of the memory hole the memory hole is a phrase from george orwell's 1984 about censorship and rewriting history rewriting current events etc you've seen a little bit of that recently with the raw doll books and all those james bond books james bond books are actually going to be rewritten a little bit too Seen a lot of other similar things to that. Get rid of Christmas songs. Can't have a white Christmas. Why can't it be a black Christmas or a Hispanic Christmas? People are actually serious when they say those kinds of things. But censorship and banning people, shadow banning people, reporting people for something they said or did 10 years ago, 15 years ago, or last week, that's a very direct and kind of controllable form of censorship. There's another form of censorship that is kind of kind of organic and it's called time. And over time we tend to forget what happened this morning, let alone last week, last month, last year, or in the last decade. Recently I cleaned out my studio closet area and I had a couple of boxes, about five boxes, and another one sitting out of the closet of news articles and things that I've had stocked up in there, I've had stored away in there for 
years in these boxes. And I wanted to get rid of some of the papers. I knew not everything in there was, was, uh, you know, material I needed. So I started burning some stuff and I went through, I consolidated, I got down to four boxes plus the one out here. So I, I got down like, I don't know, like a box and a half. I don't know. One box probably doesn't count because it's like all COVID stuff. But for old news articles, I ended up getting this big pile. Uh, it was like, I don't know, probably a foot and a half tall. It was huge, big pile of papers. And I burned uh, probably 75, 80, maybe 80, 85% of them. And then I have the stack of papers I pulled out as I was throwing stuff into the fire. Stuff that I thought, you know, this should probably be just mentioned again. And these are things that you can probably go up and look for yourself, go onto the internet. Some of the stuff is recent. Some of the stuff is much older. And in fact, there are some things in here that you've probably heard me reference before, but you might not remember uh, the story. Like, for example, according to ABC News in 2018, and I'm going to paraphrase here, because I read you the, the intro to it in the last segment. Tracing the link between natural food and the Nazis. If you want to eat healthy, if you want to eat natural, and if you want to have clean water and all that, according to ABC News, you're a Nazi. According to some doctors, you're a Nazi. Dr. Karina Treidel, associate professor of history at Washington University, said the Nazis were very concerned with regenerating the Aryan body. So they had this big push to get people into healthier lifestyles. It's kind of strange, isn't it? Well, the, well, the Nazis had good food, so that must mean if you have good food, you're a Nazi. It's just like really, it's not even low-hanging fruit that believes that. This is fruit that dropped off the tree weeks ago and is rotting on the ground. That's who believes that kind of stuff. So if I want to purify my water, I'm Heinrich Himmler. If I want to eat an organic piece of fruit, that makes me, you know, Albert Speer. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? It's just totally ridiculous. Here's another one. This is probably why people believe stuff like that. 2017 CNN. I'm just going through the stack of papers. We've got so many of these tonight. We'll never get to even half of them. Americans know literally nothing about the Constitution. A new poll from the University of Pennsylvania's Annenberg Public Policy Center revealed how shockingly little people know about even the most basic elements of our government and the Constitution that formed it. Shocking, I would say, because a lot of these people are the ones that go vote and demand that certain things that aren't really human rights become human rights because they don't want to take responsibility for their actions. Generally speaking, the young that protest and advocate for things like that, I think you know what I'm talking about. But Americans know literally nothing. More than one in three people, 37%, 37% in this particular study, there's so many of these, could not name a single right protected by the First Amendment. Not a single person or not a single right of uh, one in three people cannot name a single right. That's, that's quite a bit of people. And yet these are probably people that are voting. Only one in four, 26% can name all three branches of government. Well, jokes on them. Cause Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez told me there were four houses of government, right? Wasn't it four houses or something Four chambers of government? There's two chambers of Congress. 
There's the legislative branch, the executive office of the president and his advisors. You know, that's where all the, what do they call them, executive orders get signed and people think that they're laws. So you have the legislative, the executive, and then you have the judicial branch, but there aren't, um, there aren't four chambers. And this was in 2017. I believe that people have gotten, generally speaking, dumber since 2017. One in four people, one in four can name all three branches of government. It's gotten so bad, now people don't even think they're called branches. They think they're called chambers. That's how bad it is. And, and one of those people in one of the chambers thinks that they're called chambers and thinks that there's four of them. That's probably why she got confused on January 6th and said she was at the Capitol when she was actually across the street and she imagined she was being raped by Trump supporters. She said that on CNN, even though she wasn't even on the premises of the riot or protest or whatever you choose to call it. One in three, 33%, can't name any branch of government. It's not really that surprising, is it? That means... So one in four, only, or I should say three out of four, can't name all three branches of government. But one in three, one of those three people can't name any branch of government. How is that possible? And how many of these people are voting? A majority, 53%, because this is democracy, 53% believe the Constitution affords undocumented immigrants no rights. A lot of people probably believe that. However... That's not true because everybody in the U.S. is entitled to the same rights, due process of law, and the right to make their case before the courts, at the very least, even if you're undocumented. That's a lot of people, though. Three out of four can't name all the branches of government. One of those three can't name 33%. Can't name any branch of government. That is it's astounding, isn't it? Let's see what other articles we have here. Oh, remember those monoliths that mysteriously popped up all over the world? There was one in Romania, California, Utah, Texas, all over the world, all over the United States. And then they vanished just as quickly as they had appeared. That was a really interesting series of stories. We did a couple of shows on that, actually. Monolith from a space odyssey. All right, let's see what else we have here. I try to go through as many of these as I can. Tonight's show is all about the memory hole, and time is really a very effective uh, memory hole. We have some, some articles here. Let's see what else we have. Oh, this is a great story. You should definitely go read this one. Science Magazine, April 2014. Are you ready for this? You're going to want to sit down if you're not. Measles outbreak traced to fully vaccinated patient for first time. A person fully vaccinated against measles has contracted the disease and passed it on to others. Science Magazine. Measles transmitted by people who got vaccinated against measles. How is that possible? I thought vaccines were totally effective. 100%. Because when someone tells you their product is 100%, of course, of course it's 100%. Of course they're not lying to you. Here's another good article. This is in uh, Rochester, New York. African-Americans promised 
liquor if they go get their vaccines. I actually had a friend of mine in Rochester, and I was living there. Uh, she's probably what she's in her, her late forties, early fifties. She's in her fifties, maybe like fifty-four. Uh, black lady, and she said uh, in her neighborhood they had people come in and her side of town, and they would um, where she lived, and and they they would offer black folks hard liquor to get a vaccine. Heard that from a firsthand account of a friend of mine. It's amazing. Kind of sounds a little racist to me, but that's okay because it's Rochester, which also here, here's another story from Rochester. The mayor of Rochester, lovely Warren, who's no longer the mayor, who told you about how Black Lives Matter and how she's fighting the drugs and she's trying to make community safer for everybody, although it got worse under her watch. Uh, her and her husband... As of July of 2021, we're facing weapons charges and child endangerment charges because they had a large variety of rifles and some of them, I think, were high capacity rifles illegally possessed in their home. They also had large amounts of drugs that they were selling to blacks in the community. This is the mayor of Rochester, by the way. Weapons, drugs, and then, of course, as a result of that child endangerment. But she was she really cared about BLM. She let the whole city be burned and people get stabbed in the eye. Some guy got stabbed in the eye with a piece of glass. Restaurant across the street from where I was living got shot. It's a little sushi restaurant got shot at by these psycho white people. Can't have guns, but BLM could have guns and riot. And that's that's what you got in Rochester. Uh, here is here's interesting an interesting story. Natural Resources Defense Council. I hope this is entertaining for you because if I was listening, I'd be entertained. There's just so many different. I don't know. I don't know what's going to come next with these articles. Uh, the National Resources Defense Council. Okay, they reported and this had to have been what was the date of this? 2011. So this was this was a long. This is over a decade ago. That honeybees are disappearing across the country, and economically speaking, this puts billions of fruit, nuts, and vegetables at risk. Things are so bad in California, they actually have to truck in bees to do the pollination. In China, things are so bad, sometimes they have to get teams of workers to go out and manually, like by hand, pollinate uh, the, 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 the flowers and the crops, the, the, the plants, the whatever they're trying to grow, which is really, really disturbing. They do this in California for, I think it's, I think it's walnuts or something like that they do it for. But this is the NRDC. Honeybees are disappearing across the country. And as a result, we're looking at billions in fruit and nuts and vegetables that are at risk. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. But it turns out that the honeybees were just going on vacation. A lot of them were dying. They called this colony collapse disorder. If You just put disorder after anything or event after anything. It makes it sound more serious. Colony collapse, the colony collapse. But we call it a disorder you know, then it's a disease in the same way that if it's just a, a, a little bit of snow, it's just a little bit of snow. But if they call it a snow event, it sounds more scary. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that it's it's pretty well believed and understood and, and, and proven that a lot of bees have been dying because of neonicotinoids and because of high fructose corn syrup, which is derived from genetically engineered corn. That's been used to to feed them. And now they actually have honeybee 
uh, I think it's honeybee vaccines the FDA just cleared. We did a show on this a couple of, I was like a month ago or some couple weeks ago. I'm wondering if maybe the neonicotinoids, maybe if the HFCS, which when you heat it up, it creates this poisonous chemical to humans and to honeybees. They're much more sensitive to it. And this is what they're actually fed. And they use this, you know, for the for, for the food. And I think it's something to do even with the, how they they smoke them uh, to get the honey. So there's a lot of things that seem to be the cause of the CC or the CCD. And when we were learning about that, like I was more involved in environmentalism back in 2011. And it just sort of one day disappeared. And then it turns out that Monsanto, which was later bought by Bayer, which manufactures a lot of the products and has patents on the technology that, that lead to the things that scientists believe were killing the bees, the top bee research group, I think it's Biologics, I think it's B or B, I think it's Bio, Biologics, was bought by Monsanto, which therefore has to be now owned by Bayer. So the people investigating why the bees were dying and then finding out that, oh, they're probably dying because of companies like Monsanto, and there's so many others. There's Syngenta, there's Epicite, there's Dow, du- Epicite, there's Dow DuPont, etc. I think Epicite's the company that said, if you type this into the internet, Epicite, fertility, uh, fertility regulating. Let me see if I can actually find that. I think it's the, see, Epicite. I'm going to try to do this in real time here. Epicite, type in Epicite, sperm, Fertility, uh, hothouse crops, and I think it's either the Telegraph or the Guardian. I get those confused. There's a couple of articles here. Let's see if I can type in the Guardian. Anyway, I remember the head of the company said, we've got a hothouse of corn. I think it's the Guardian. Here it is. Yeah, I found it. GM corn set to stop man spreading his seed. Scientists have created the ultimate GM crop. Contraceptive corn. Contraceptive corn means that you won't be able to have kids. The pregnancy prevention plants are the handiwork of San Diego biotechnology company Epicite. Researchers have discovered a rare class of human antibodies that attack sperm, and they engineered them into the corn. Epicite president at the time, Mitch Hines, said we have a hot house filled with corn plants that make anti-sperm antibodies. And I'll never forget this. When I was working... At that little grocery store in Rochester, New York, a bunch of people there did not like me because I wasn't a communist. And there's a lady that worked there in the, um, the, like the advertising marketing department. And she really did not like me for some reason. But one day she'd come back to the department I worked in in produce. And I, I was making these signs to inform people about organics and how some, some things aren't organic, but they are still organic, just not technically I was making signs to kind of help customers understand what they're buying. And I really, really enjoyed that. It was a really fun job. And I remember she came back and said something about genetically engineered foods and very, very liberal. And I said, um, yeah, I've got like a, I've got like some stuff I'm working on with the GMOs with little signs. And I don't recall exactly how it came up, but I said, yeah, because uh, we seem to be in agreement on GMOs. And I said, I'm, 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 I'm really... I'm concerned with genetically engineered foods, not because it's a big corporation, because that's that liberal anti-capitalist thing. I said, I'm more concerned because of fertility. And she's like, what do you mean fertility? And I said, we haven't, you didn't read the article? 
Uh, this is from 2001, by the way. GM corn set to stop man spreading his seed. And she's like, I, I don't believe that. And I said, well, it, I didn't say it. Okay. Her name was Beth. I was like, I didn't say it, Beth. Uh, Mitch Hine said it. The guy that runs Epicite, the president. She's like, that's, that's, that's just not true. I don't believe that. And I was like, okay, um, I'm not going to let you, let you just say that and walk away. You're going to get a dose of reality. So I pulled the article up and I showed her and she literally just walks away and refuses to read it. I was like, listen, it says right here. Let me read it to you. We have a hothouse filled with corn plants that make anti-sperm antibodies. It's to stop man from reproducing. She, she just wouldn't hear it. 2001, The Guardian. GM corn set to stop man spreading his seed. Good article. Same kinds of companies like Epicite also buy companies that research why bees are dying when those companies find that it's companies like Epicite and Monsanto that are causing the bees to die. It's actually Monsanto directly. Kind of like that uh, Chipotle thing. Remember the Chipotle story? And the CDC is like, oh, we traced back the, the it was the E. coli. We traced it back uh, to its source, we thought, but we, we actually can't really isolate where it came from. So we're going to have to say, kind of like NORAD on 9-11, 100% effective at catching planes for the most part. Like they always catch the plane if it's in restricted airspace and rarely is something shot down that we know about. But on 9-11, they missed all of them. Same kind of thing with, with the CDC. Never really missed isolating the source of the outbreak. But when it came to Chipotle, they couldn't figure it out. And then it turns out, for those of you who might remember this, uh, this is like one of the most fascinating cases of corporate espionage probably ever that nobody talks about. For those of you who don't remember this, the CDC said we can't trace it back. And like right around that same time, McDonald's put out a statement about how Chipotle should have stayed part of McDonald's because Chipotle was owned by McDonald's. And we're like, oh, too bad about that E. coli. And it's like, this, okay, the CDC can't trace it back. And the McDonald's is like, oh. And the McDonald's starts talking talking trash to Chipotle. It's like, oh, it's because because McDonald's is probably behind it. It just, I can infer that. That seems to be the logical explanation why the CDC can't trace it. And the McDonald's is like, yeah, you shouldn't have been talking trash. You shouldn't have been trying to go non-GMO there, Chipotle. That, that's that's what I get from the, the bees dying because it's all the same companies, corporate espionage, corporate sabotage, same kind of thing. Let's see what else we got here. <laughs> Say goodbye to microbead exfoliators. Remember, this was 2015. Remember a couple of years ago, like a decade ago, actually, it's been a lot longer than I tend to think. Like when fluoride was a thing that people were concerned with, it was much more... It was, I mean, people had little signs they'd put places, like Infowars would sponsor that, put signs or stickers places, fluoride in the water. And it was, you know, it's fluoride is known, according to Harvard, to give you bone cancer, and fluoride can cause a lot of cognitive problems and, and, and whatnot. And when these, these companies like uh, Colgate and uh, Crest were being hit hard by the fluoride stuff, out of nowhere... Just out of absolutely nowhere, you get this bill that's signed by President Obama, the Microbead Free Waters Act, which required all products containing plastic microbeads to be phased out by 2017. Now, I don't buy these products, so I don't know if things have actually been phased out. 
but the microbead exfoliators and the microbeads in like the toothpaste, the little microbeads in the toothpaste, which were causing all this pollution. I mean, if it was, maybe that was a good thing Obama did, but it was like right on the, the tail end of the fluoride. We want, we want fluoride out of our water. And then it's like, the, the, the toothpaste companies say, oh, we're going to get rid of those microbeads. Everybody's like, yeah, micro, yeah, microbeads, microbeads. What was I talking about before? And they forget about the fluoride. Probably because they've drank a little bit too much fluoride. That's just how this works. It's like it's like it's all. It's all a scam or something. I, I, I don't know. It's all just everything is 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 a, is a con. Let's see what else we have here. Well, this is the Washington Post when they actually cared about drugs America's other drug problem, giving the elderly too many prescriptions. Not only the elderly too many prescriptions, we give out too many prescriptions in general. Half the country is on at least one type of prescription drug. 75%, or I think it's 75% is on, excuse me, I think I got that backwards. 75% is on one. It's like 50% are on two or more. You trust those drug companies now, though, don't you? You can definitely trust big pharmaceutical companies, just forget about that whole Tuskegee experiment. Just forget about the heavy metals sprayed over St. Louis. Just forget about yellow fever and testing on soldiers and downwinders and sterilizing the mentally retarded or the mentally ill, even if that means redefining what it means to be ill or retarded. Just forget all that. Just trust them because they have your best interests in mind. Speaking of Things like fertility, just an interesting study. Birth control causes depression. Why do you think that is? Why do you think birth control causes depression? October 2016, probably because your body wants to get pregnant. You want to procreate. You want to have a, a child. You want to, you know, help the species. <laughs> That's probably why. Uh, it's not necessarily the the chemicals, but the chemicals are what we would call the the hormones. You know, obviously that's going to have... That's going to have an effect on the body that's just going to make you depressed. It's going to throw everything out of whack. And uh, here's another article I had attached to that one. All teenagers should be screened for depression. Well, of course, because when you just redefine what depression is, just like ADHD, is your kid climbing the jungle gym, ma'am? Yeah, he is climbing the jungle gym. He, that's one of the signs of ADHD. Does he like um, juice? You know, how, how does your child feel about like breakfast cereal? He loves breakfast cereal. Well, there's another one. That's the reason he's probably got ADHD. Say so they do the same thing. You got depression. You don't feel like you fit in. Put him on drugs, which is the whole transgender thing, right? So in 2016, before this was super popular, everybody should be screened, not just adults, but especially teenagers, but everybody should be screened for depression and everybody should be put on drugs and then when that becomes less popular, just like the fluoride, there's a pivot. We pivot from fluoride to microbeads. We pivot from the teenagers screen for depression. So everything is depression and give them drugs and people thinking it's probably not a good idea to put everybody on drugs. Half the country is on like two pharmaceutical drugs or, or one pharmaceutical. I always get that backwards. One pharmaceutical or two pharmaceutical drugs. And it's like, uh, 75% are on one, 50%. It's like, I think it's like two, three, maybe four on average. It's, it's just like a, an astronomical number. And those are old numbers. It's even more now. But put teenagers on drugs. Eh, I don't know if I want to do that. So now they make it about identity. 
Now you get the kids on drugs. Now you get the kids on the hormones. Now you get the kids surgery for transgenderism because they're not depressed because they don't have drugs. They're depressed because they're in the wrong body. It's the same exact thing. And in seven years, we've transitioned from give everybody drugs for depression to give everybody drugs for gender dysphoria. It's the same companies that are doing this. It's the same scumbags that are promoting this. We'll see what we get into after break. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. Please subscribe. Please buy a book. You keep us on air if you do that. And I mean that sincerely. I don't just say that. Most months I make under $1,000 and I can still support this show. So please keep us on air. Help the show grow. Spread the word of The Secret Teachings. And stay with us because there's a lot more coming up after break. We're going to continue to go through this stack of papers that have been lost in the memory hole that is time. Gable at yahoo.com. We'll be right back. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, the Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The Technological Elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back him. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. In Octane, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Think about your hero. When you're at ground zero and call up to the fall of back to me. 
Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. listening to the secret teachings radio airing monday through friday on ground zero radio you can find the free archive on thesecretteachings.info that's with three w's www.thesecretteachings.info and on any radio or podcast player if you'd like to contact me here at the secret teachings you can email rdgable at yahoo.com or TST radio at protonmail.com. Those are the two emails. And of course, we do have social media pages on Twitter and Facebook, although they are heavily shadow banned and censored and thrown into the memory hole for the most part. But some people still see them. And we put our show promos up there Monday through Friday. Tonight is a unique and different show than we normally do. I wanted to take time tonight to address the memory hole and to look at what the memory hole and censorship and shadow banning, what it means directly and, and, and rationally, uh, like specifically and particularly, if you will, I'm trying to find the best word, like what it means literally. But then also how there are memory holes in places we don't think. It's not just rewriting books or banning books or censoring or shadow banning people. Probably the greatest memory hole is time. It's why news outlets release certain stories on Friday knowing that no one's going to care or pay attention because it's the weekend. Or why they do the same thing on Mondays. Or why certain stories become really, really big news during the week and not on the weekend, etc., etc., etc. That's the usage of time. You know people aren't going to pay attention because of well, what time it is, what day of the week it is. And then, of course, something as simple as stay in your home for two weeks. And a lot of folks believe that. And a lot of folks have a hard time remembering it was two weeks and that turned into what you have today. So we forget really easily. I mean, the average person, especially if you use technology compulsively, the average attention span is like, I think it's like less than six seconds now or something. It's like, it's in some cases, for some people, it's less, whatever the goldfish attention span is, it's less than a goldfish. And I mean that literally, like studies have shown the average person is like, the attention span is less than a goldfish. Because you're just so attacked by images and flashes and lights and sounds and it's like being in a casino and you walk out of there with no money even if you didn't didn't want to gamble something gets you i mean that's what i I just personally i can't stand social media i can't stand all the apps i can't stand when people scroll through this stuff all day it's bad enough just 
tapping into the news for a few minutes and seeing what's what's on to give me an idea for a show. Like it, it really just makes me feel uncomfortable. It kind of makes me angry. It make I just want to throw up. Like there's something so inhuman about it. It's like the if you ever watch Rick and Morty, it's like the uh, the alien. Want to develop my app? Want to develop my app? You know, it's like don't trust an alien with a tattoo on his head that was it a tattoo on his head that said don't develop his app. Want to develop an app? There's something alien about it. But the point is, tonight, I wanted to go into the memory hole in a different way, looking at time. And I went through a lot of papers I had, and I got rid of some stuff, burned some stuff, cleaned up a little bit, a little spring cleaning. And I found some really good articles that I decided not to throw out, decided to keep them. We've done the entire show tonight completely improv. I, I'm just sitting down with a stack of papers and, and one thing that really stood out to me in the first hour tonight, almost synchronistically, and, and something I didn't think about, was there was a story from about seven years ago about how all teenagers should be screened for depression. And then, you know, obviously, if they're depressed by some black and white standard, then give them drugs. And this was at a time, you know, seven years ago, it was a little less popular to just give teenagers drugs. You know, there were there were movements and resistance to that idea that we should everybody should be drugged all the time, like equilibrium. And within a short period of time, like five, six years. And, and really the last the last three years um, have been just a, a wake up call because all the drug companies that tried to sell your teenagers drugs that you said, mm, I don't think my teenager should be on drugs. Now they don't have to sell that idea to you. They can sell the idea through social media to your kids that they have gender dysphoria, so they need a different kind of drug or hormones or surgery. Now they're doing the same thing with, with obesity. If you're obese at 12 years old, cut them up, give them drugs. That's literally the official government recommendation here in the U.S. If your kid's 12 and they're fat then or they're enormous, give them drugs and cut them to pieces and, and, and potentially life-altering surgeries. And I think that that's a, it's a big story that just kind of stood out to me. Here's something a little bit more bright and less perceptually negative. Really fascinating story here about body mapping. A study conducted and published in the Proceedings of the National Academies of Sciences back in 2013 Body mapping shows where emotions affect us the most. It's a really fascinating study. Again, it's 10 years old. It shows something I almost threw out. It shows anger, fear, disgust, happiness, sadness, surprise, being neutral, anxiety, love, depression, contempt, pride, shame, and envy. And it shows like this thermal readout of the body you know, like when you're really angry, the thermal readout's really in your arms and your chest and your head. When you're happy, it's the whole body. When it's love, it's in the heart, the groin and the head. And this is fascinating. Happiness is in the head and in the, the chest. You look at all these different readouts and it's, it's just kind of something you can feel. You don't need science to even prove it. It's great confirmation when it can be proved. But it's something you can feel. Like, are you happy? Your whole body feels good. When you're afraid or when you're angry, you, you, you know where the, 
where the energy goes. That's the energy in the body. That's the soul, spirit, whatever you want to call it. Science has proven this over and over again, but nobody wants to talk about it because it's better to just say, oh, it's coming in the future. We'll, we'll make a discovery or we'll figure something out or to sell people nonsense. Science has figured this out and has known this for a long time. This article, again, Proceedings of the National Academies of Sciences, 2013, body mapping shows where emotions affect us the most. Uh, here's a really good story. Remember the, the wheat sabotage up in the Pacific Northwest? I want to say it was in Oregon. It was in or- yeah, it was in Oregon. Here it says, Monsanto said sabotage was the likely cause of unproved genetically modified wheat recently found in an Oregon field, calling the case highly suspicious. Monsanto said, and, and this is the story, I, re- I remember this story. Uh, this is actually a copy of the, um, the actual physical newspaper. This farm, I think it was organic in Oregon, uh, they somehow get dinged for having genetically engineered wheat on their property. And they said, hey, this genetically modified wheat, this is not ours. I don't know how they discovered it. It might have been just been seeds. This is not ours. This came from somewhere else. This is contaminating our fields. Uh, this is a problem. So Monsanto said, Oh, you put that there or someone put that there to sabotage the public's trust in genetic engineering, right? The irony is that Monsanto is known to have agents that go to farms and harass farmers to try to get access to their land or they dump seeds and things onto their land so that the patented intellectual property of biotechnology companies can just simply destroy an organic farm or a family farm so they can take the property or they can eliminate that competition or whatever the case might be. Really sinister, evil stuff. Accusing the farmers of sabotaging their own farms with the Monsanto product. So it's probably, it's probably like they, they, they threw some wheat over the fence and then the farmer found it. And then, as is what I imagine, the farmer's like, hey, they threw wheat and contaminated our crops. And Monsanto's like, we didn't put that there. You put that there. Yeah, the small farmer went through all that to to sabotage their own crops. That makes a lot of sense. Here's a really good story. Manchester University. Scientists suggest that cancer is man-made. Yeah, it it pretty much is. Part of their investigation looked at environmental factors like pollution and diet. Also, looking at literature from ancient Egypt and Greece in earlier periods. This was carried out by Manchester's Center for Biomedical Egyptology, that's a very specific category, published in Nature Reviews Cancer. It's the first historical uh, historical and biological diagnosis of cancer. Uh, they were looking at an Egyptian mummy as well, uh, saying that uh, industrial societies, cancer is only second to cardiovascular disease as a cause of death, but in ancient times it was very, 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 very rare. And it has to be something that humans have created. You know, remember when people used to be concerned about chemicals and, you know, hey, chemicals aren't necessarily always bad. If they can make vegetables and fruits cheaper and more available, I mean, that actually can fight disease. You'd be better off eating that than processed stuff. But, you know, you just mix everything together, like the anxiety and the stress and the fear and the worry and the tension, the fear of danger, always lurking around the corner. I mean, that anxiety and stress alone make you sick. And then you add on the processed or ultra highly super duper processed foods. And then you add in the, the water and what's in the air and situations like East Palestine and other places and 
Yeah, I mean, you, you get a lot of cancer. It's just going to happen because it's negatively affecting, if you will, to put things simply, uh, your, well, your genetics and your, your genes and your cells communicate. And if there's improper communication, then you're going to get a, an abnormal replication of cells. And that's essentially what they call cancer, you know, or the idea that cancer is really just cells that group together uh, to contain poison, and then when you poke it into a biopsy, it spills the poison out, and then you have a fast-acting cancer. That's also another side to this. Here's a really great story. One of my favorite stories, Telegraph 2016. Sugar addiction is like drug abuse. And that is very, very true. New research has revealed from Australia's Queenland or Queensland University, compare the effects of sugar to those of cocaine and likened the symptoms of coming off it to going cold turkey. It's very much like cocaine or any other kind of drug like that. In fact, scientists have treated sugar addictions with the same drugs used to treat nicotine addiction. Probably has a very similar source there in the brain. Here's another article. I remember this, 2016, and there's an older one from like 2013. New study finds that scented candles and air fresheners pose health risks. Horrifying link between scented candles and health problems. Yeah, probably. And for that matter, uh, incense as well, probably. I don't know if there's as much crap in incense, depending on where you get it. But if you get that really crappy Indian incense, whoo, that is, you might as well be living in East Palestine. That is some toxic, poisonous garbage. All right, let's see what else we have here. For those of you just joining us, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We're going through this large pile of articles tonight, stuff I pulled out of my archives, cleaning up and seeing what I had. And I found a lot of this stuff that I wanted to share with you. Uh, Here's a good story. Shreveport, Louisiana. Homeland Security enlists clergy to quail public unrest if martial law is ever declared. Remember the gun confiscation after Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans and then all this forced relocation? Well, it's the same kind of an idea that there's a clergy response team which helped to accomplish this during Katrina or after Katrina. And the military was looking into using the clergy to convince people to follow the rule of law, which is actually quite ironic because the rule of law would be suspended in those cases, be a military martial law. And that out, that's actually quite, uh, quite similar, if not identical, to what Margaret Sanger, the racist KKK eugenicist Margaret Sanger, who Hillary Clinton admires, uh, that's the Margaret Sanger who said that we need to enlist black preachers to convince black people to, well take drugs or whatever it is that we want them to do so they die. we got to use black preachers to sell out their own people. Margaret Sanger said that, and this is pretty much the same thing, except it's not using black people. It's not using a race. It's using a religion, using the clergy. Yeah, it's, it's about as trustworthy as... Uh, you ever seen that Family Guy episode where the storm hit Quahog and Quagmire dressed up the, as the priest and he opened his house up as a women's shelter? All the women come in, they're like, God bless you, Father. And he takes the mask off. He's like, <laughs> oh, right. That's what that is. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, here's something that conservatives never talk about. Foreign aid. Foreign aid. Here is a story from the USA Today in 2016. For fiscal year 2016, of the nearly $38 billion the U.S. planned to give in assistance to other countries, most of it, you know, the, the, the largest majority of it, rather, uh, went to Israel. Huh. I don't know if anybody out there is a, a fan of uh, Bob or B.O.B., the rapper. He doesn't really do anything anymore. But he had a, a song like five years ago. He, st- he started it out and said, um, I don't care who lis- who's listening. I find it kind of sickening. We give billions to Israel, but we crap on Flint, Michigan. Yeah, everybody's upset about all the money given to Ukraine. Hundreds of billions of dollars given to Ukraine. Used to be people were upset. Liberals in particular were upset. Why is Israel getting all this money? The conservatives were like, because we're Christians and they're Jews and we work together. And now it's the liberals that are like, yeah, give hundreds of billions to Nazis. And uh, the conservatives, a few of them are upset about this. And I, I'm also upset about it myself. I find uh, this to be the real meaning of Build Back Better. All the money's going to another country to build it back better. Like the Carlisle Group and the Bin Ladens and the Osamas and, you know, the, and the Bushes and all that. Remember the Carlisle Group? Ranked number like nine, and the 9-11 happens, and going to Iraq, and stuff starts blowing up, and Carlisle's like, we got to build it back, and the Bin Ladens are running the Carlisle group with the Bushes, and then suddenly they're like number two for defense contractors. Number There's like number two or three. Very convenient. You're, if you're upset about hundreds of billions going to Ukraine, where's the concern that for decades, tens of billions every year have been given to Israel? Why does Israel need all that money? Well, it's a little unknown fact, or nobody wants to mention that it's a fact, that a lot of political representatives in the United States, Congress, and all four chambers of, of the government, really, uh, all of them, uh, all those chambers, a lot of them are actually dual citizens that pledge allegiance to other countries. It's not just Israel, but Israel is one of the big ones. They pledge allegiance to Israel and the United States, and then they make decisions that are supposed to benefit the American people, when in fact they often benefit Countries like Israel or in the modern case, contemporary times, countries like Ukraine that are even more removed from American life than than even Israel is. So this little article there, 2016, billions and billions and billions of dollars to Israel. And it happens every year, happens every year. In 2016, U.S. and Israel signed a $38 billion military aid package. Yeah, because Israel needs more weapons to kill Palestinians. Israel needs more weapons to wage their religious jihads. I'm not saying that, you know, Muslims are perfect because they do the same thing. I'm just saying that, like, we're just we're just helping Israel fight their own wars. And we could just as well be on the side of of the Muslims and be fighting the Jews. It, it, and they're not even really Muslims or Jews. These are just, you know, religious ideologies that are overlaid over top of political uh, motivations, corporate motivations, etc. You know, the modern state of Israel is actually set up the Balfour Declaration and the Havara Agreement. It was modern Britain and it was the Nazi party and Adolf Hitler in particular that wanted Israel, which at the time that land was owned by the British, to be a basically a concentration camp. So they exported, which is what most of the camps were. They were transit camps. There were like eight death camps. Most of them were transit camps. And they exported the Jews 
from the Reich with the assistance of the British, mind you, uh, with the Balfour Declaration and with the Havara Agreement. I, I don't know how you pronounce that in Hebrew. Havara. It was a real thing. Look it up. Havara PDF, Havara file, Havara document. It's H-A-A, or it's H, I think it's H-A. Let me, let me double check for you. H-A-V-A-A-R-A. This is on like, if you trust official sources, like Jewish Virtual Library, Jewish Voice of Peace, Havara Agreement, 1933. H-A-V-A-A-R-A. You can find scans of the document online. Set up by Nazis and set up by the British. Uh, that's where the real idea of eugenics came from. And um, set up as a concentration camp. You know, God is not your, your real estate agent. And just like in the Bible, God killed a lot of people. There are tens of thousands in what we would call modern Israel, modern Palestine. Because he said the Jewish people uh, owned that land. God acted as a, like a really kind of like mobster uh, real estate broker in the Bible. So that's some interesting stuff there. You get mad about all that uh, aid to Ukraine, and I, I agree with you. I'm mad about all the aid to Ukraine, too, and not only mad, but I just think it's naked, the, the lies. But not much being said about all that aid that's been given to Israel. By the way, if you're concerned about Semitism, based on the last two minutes of what I've said, uh, let me uh, tell you this, the Hyksos, the Amorites, the Ammonites, the Armenians, the Arabs, the Chaldeans, the Canaanites, uh, the list goes on, the Phoenicians, um, uh, the, uh, the Akkadians, the Syrians, like, you know, Syria, yeah, uh, real Syrians, real Arabs, they're also Semites. So if I go and just, if I meet a Jewish girl and she wants me to convert to Judaism and I convert to Judaism, that doesn't make me a Semite. Unless I, unless I start, if I learn Yiddish or something, or if I learn Hebrew, then yeah, then I would, and I could do that without transitioning. You know, I could just go learn Hebrew and that would, that would actually make me a Semite, which is kind of funny. It's also funny. People call me all those names. My, my son is, my son's grandpa or my son's, my son's mom uh, is technically Jewish. So my son's actually like, what, an eighth or a 16th Jewish or something like that. Her, her dad is is actually like bloodline Jewish. She's not because her mom's not, but technically she is. So, yeah, my son's actually kind of mostly Jewish on that side. So, but I, I guess I hate my son too. So, you know, I'm an anti-Semite. All right, what else we got here? Oh, this is great. I love this story. This is a fantastic one. Coke and Pepsi. Remember when Coca-Cola got caught paying all these health organizations to say that Coca-Cola actually fought against an unhealthy lifestyle and unhealthy diet. A study conducted by researchers at Boston University published in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine found that Coca-Cola and Pepsi, Coca-Cola Company and PepsiCo, sponsored a combined total of 96 health organizations from 2011 to 2015. Two diabetes organizations, the American Diabetes Association, the ADA, and the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, we're on the list. Uh, <laughs> it's a finding that Boston University researchers said was surprising given the established link between diabetes and soda consumption. That's how it works, folks. You should trust Pfizer and Coca-Cola. They're telling you the truth. If Coca-Cola, which sells sugar water, basically, okay, if Coca-Cola... And PepsiCo, 
the illusion of choice there. If Coca-Cola and PepsiCo are conspiring, and this is no longer debated, this was in 2016, but this goes back to 2011, they were doing this officially. If they've conspired to target diabetes research okay, and other organizations that look into you know the links between sugar or HFCS, high fructose corn syrup, and diabetes and other diseases, they target the groups looking into their products give them a bunch of money, and then those groups come out and say, oh, yeah, there's no link to diabetes. Coca-Cola is healthy. In fact, I read one study. I don't have it here in front of me. I'm sure you could find it, where researchers were saying that uh, a cheeseburger and a Coke were the best way to wind down after a workout. (laughs) Gatorade's not even as good, folks. It's just Coke. Coca-Cola is better than Gatorade. Is it any surprise that Pfizer sponsors the Grammys or that Pfizer sponsors politicians that are coming out and telling you, you got to get the vaccine because that's what God wants you to do, says Kathy Hochul. No, that's what Pfizer wants you to do, not God. That's what Pfizer wants you to do. They sponsor all this psychological research to convince you to take their product, uh, convince you based on fear or not fitting in or patriotism or Believe and trust the science, which is a Marxist talking point. Karl Marx said, anybody who disagrees with my philosophy of Marxism is anti-scientific because I'm a scientist, right? Just like Dr. Fauci is the science. It's literally Karl Marx reincarnated. Just with a slightly different philosophy, but the same basic premise. So you trust Pfizer? You trust Johnson & Johnson? You trust trust Epicyte? The president of Epicyte, just another Monsanto-like company, which in 2001 said they're using antibodies that kill sperm and putting them into corn to sterilize people. That wasn't even like before it's news. That was The Guardian reporting in 2001. GM corn set to stop man spreading his seed. And I remember, you know, 2001, I was 10 years old. But I remember, you know, a few years later, I started to get, you know, a little bit of information of what's going on in the world. And in 2009, I got into radio I read that article in like 2010, so a decade after it came out, basically. And I, and I read that, and I remember that was a time when liberals used to care about health. Not anymore. Coca-Cola and Pepsi sponsor 100 health organizations roughly over five years, including diabetes associations and juvenile diabetes associations. Huh. Just like when Monsanto purchased Biologics, the company that found that bees were dying because of neonicotinoids, and because of high fructose corn syrup, things that are a byproduct of Monsanto, which is now owned by Bayer. So Bayer, Monsanto, at the time it was just Bayer, or excuse me, just Monsanto. Well, just Bayer, just Monsanto separate, but just Monsanto. At a time when Monsanto, they just bought the company up because they didn't want the research to get out, and then they said, oh, there's no link. The same thing Coca-Cola did. If Coca-Cola is buying off the American Diabetes Association and the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, among 90 plus others. And companies like Monsanto are buying off biologics so you don't figure out why the bees are dying. I mean, you trust Pfizer? I don't think you should. I also don't know if you can hear those sirens. You hear those sirens in the background? Maybe they're coming for me right now. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. We actually got through a good chunk of this pile. We've still got a lot more left after the break, though. 
www.thesecretteachings.info. Please buy a book. Please subscribe. Don't forget, we're switching some of the subscription over to Aftermath Media. Aftermath.media. If you have any questions on that or anything else, rdgable at yahoo.com. Check out my books, thesecretteachings.info. We'll be back. The music, by the way, is White Bat Audio. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player, or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's the secret teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is David John Knight from ReverseSpeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teaching with Ron Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. You are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. Hour number two, segment number four, final segment tonight. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going through a stack of files here in the studio. Some really good stuff we found so far. I was going to throw a lot of this out, but I decided I should just go through it, pick out the best stuff, and get rid of the rest that I don't need anymore. And I found all of these gems. We started the show tonight with, with uh, well, one of three stories. This is one of the three stories we started with. ABC News, tracing the link between natural food and Nazis. If you have natural food, a garden, organic food, clean water, you might as well be Albert Speer or Heinrich Himmler or Joseph Goebbels or Adolf Hitler. You're a Nazi. And I just found this on break. I was looking through one of these files, like Manila folder files. I was looking through a stack of stuff I have here. And uh, I remember this so well. I covered this article on the show. It's actually like littered with highlights and notes. It says Monsanto, you know, Monsanto, the company that bought Biologics, which found that the bees were dying because of Monsanto type products. Monsanto opponents who want to block genetically modified foods are guilty of what Hugh Grant, 
the chief executive officer in 2013, Monsanto, said was elitism. Elitism. He said there is this strange kind of reverse elitism. If I'm going to do this, then everything else shouldn't exist. Is that really what people think? There is space in the supermarket shelf for all of us. Yeah, well, that is unless or except when you own the shelf and you own all the foods on the shelf and you've tampered with all the foods genetically, then yeah, you, there is no room for anybody else. It's just you. There's a similar kind of a thing there. If you don't like GMOs, then you're an elitist. You're a Nazi. It's funny because that's kind of what you know liberals do today. Everything's Nazi. You're an elitist. You're a liberal. You're punching down. Or you're not a liberal. You're a Nazi. You're not a liberal. You're punching down. But it turns out it's actually the big corporations who have been arguing that for a very, very long time. So I'm pretty sure that the anti-fascists are actually fascist because the corporations have a lot of control over the state. Pretty sure that's what Benito Mussolini said. Now, I have a real treat here for you. Some of you may remember this. Some of you may not remember this. But many years ago, my good friend and co-host Mike D., who was on the show a lot before, you know, when I lived in Orlando. And uh, Mike D would come to the office and we would record the show for Dark Matter Radio Network. And uh, then later it was L&M. Before we went to the Fringe, now we're here on Ground Zero on Aftermath Media. And uh, we've really come a long way with your support, actually. It's without you, we would, have, we would never have gotten here. But Mike D also was instrumental. Mike D got us on Dark Matter after we were kicked off of another radio network. I've been kicked off so many radio networks, I can't even keep keep track. Uh, WPRK got kicked off there uh, by a liberal professor who took over the radio station, uh, didn't like us. We actually got invited to come back on after he was fired. We, we, we got him fired because he was lying about us. We turned that information over to the, the board and they were like, okay, this guy's a piece of garbage. And they ended up firing him because he was lying about us and making stories up and just a this guy was like 65 years old, too. So, so you'd expect older people to have at least calmed down or at least, you know, Woosah just relaxed a little bit and, you know, become a little bit more civil, but apparently not. So anyway, Mike got us on to Dark Matter at the time. And um, I'll never forget that we had a listener in fact, I might even, to be honest with you, I might even have the audio. I'd have to look for it. I might have the audio on my iTunes or it might be on my other computer. We had a listener that emailed us, the, the probably the angriest message I've ever gotten. This guy was so angry. I mean, I get people that call me a demon or a demon seed or they tell me I'm going to hell or I'm working for the FBI, <laughs> working for the Illuminati or I, whatever. Okay, but this person was really, 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 really angry. And the reason they were angry was because Mike D and I on the show were talking about uh, uh, Dairy Queen. And we said, you know, Dairy Queen, for the most part, Dairy Queen really isn't, um, they don't really have real food at Dairy Queen. Okay, and, you know, what, what we meant by that is, you know, it, technically food has to be, uh, it has to have nutrients for it to be considered food. And there's a lot of things that Dairy Queen sells that I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't think that there are any, any beneficial nutrients in, in sprinkles, you know, or high fructose corn syrup, chocolate syrup, or 
you know, something like that. So I said, I don't really think Dairy Queen sells real anything. And chicken fingers, Pepsi, I don't think it's like real food. It's like it mimics real food. Okay, so long story short, long story short, uh, this guy messaged and he is so mad. He's so mad. He's I'm I'm something like I worked in law and I'm going to contact Dairy Queen and they're going to sue you because you said their stuff wasn't real and you're defaming Dairy Queen. And he just got so mean. I was like, what is this guy like? This guy have his like his penis in a blizzard right now. Is this guy like making love to the ice cream? Does he know who the Dairy Queen is? Like, is he is his wife the Dairy Queen? Like, what is happening? Why is this guy so angry? So mad. Okay, and then we found all that we needed to have. We found all that we needed to, uh, I guess, <laughs> combat that that lawsuit. <laughs> Nobody sued us. The guy was just like threatening us. And we, we found it actually on Dairy Queen's website. Some of you might remember this. And this is what Dairy Queen's website says. Technically, our soft serve, their ice cream, does not qualify to be called ice cream. To be categorized as ice cream, the minimum butterfat content must be 10%, and our soft serve has only 5% butterfat content. While a soft serve product used uh, to be categorized as ice milk by the FDA, they eliminated that category, and now we just call it. Like they, there's a couple of different things they, they can call it, but it's, it's now just like a frozen dairy dessert treat. Okay, uh, It's not ice cream. So on their website, it says our soft serve does not qualify to be called ice cream. And we had said they don't have real ice cream at Dairy Queen. And this guy's threatening to sue us and yelling at us. Probably some fat guy in a basement somewhere, you know, before the activists really got complete control of reality. And then it turns out, oh, look, and Dark Matter was so mad at us too. Keith Rowland messaged me, oh, you're making people mad. They were, we're open to lawsuits. I was like, dude, it's not ice cream. Are you, are you making love to the ice cream too, Keith? It's not real ice cream. It says it on Dairy Queen's website. It's on their website. I'm just reading. It's literally dairyqueen.com forward slash US frequently asked questions. Is your soft serve really ice milk? Is it 95% fat free? Technically, it's not technically our soft serve does not qualify to be called ice cream. It's not real ice cream. It's not real ice cream. That is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever experienced in, in my radio career, threatening to be sued and being harassed by some guy who loved Dairy Queen so much. He, he couldn't acknowledge that their website acknowledged that it wasn't real ice cream. It's, it's really unbelievable. Uh, here's another one. Here's a good story. Uh, Chicago CBS Warning, cereal box characters are stalking the children. I tell people this all the time. People look at me like I'm crazy. No, if you go to the grocery store, you can look at it yourself. You don't have to read the study, but go to the grocery store and look at what's on the top shelf in the cereal aisle. It's your, you know, your brands, uh, your special K type products. Most of the cereals, mostly for kids, but adults eat them too. They actually design these boxes and these shelves and these characters and all that to meet the eye level of the average child in the store. Now, let's get specific about it. In the study, 65 cereals in 10 different grocery stores in New York and Connecticut were looked at. Cornell University, this is a prestigious school, Cornell University researchers found that cereals marketed to kids are placed half as high on supermarket shelves as adult cereals. 
about 23 inches for kids compared to 48 inches for adult cereal. They've literally, they've calculated this. Additionally, the average angle, this is all math, folks. This is why you need math to understand how you're getting effed from behind by the cereal companies. The average angle of the gaze of kids' cereal box characters is downward at specifically 9.6 degrees. So it meets the average child at a, generally speaking, it looks them in the eye. This is not a joke. This is Captain Crunch, Tony the Tiger. They're great. No, they're using psychology to manipulate you. Silly Rabbit, tricks are for kids. No, actually, tricks are for Kellogg's and General Mills. Cereal box characters are stalking the children, says Chicago CBS News. And actually, it's a, that's a pretty accurate headline. They, they've calculated the, the height of the shelves and the, the angle. Like they're using geometry here to make Captain Crunch look right into the eyes of your, your four or five-year-old. I mean, who, who are these people? Some people think I make that up. I didn't make that up. Now, you guys know I don't eat meat, right? I don't eat meat. I don't eat any animal product. I have a lot of reasons why. But this might make you might make you feel good about, uh, I don't know, fat or uh, sugar. Not sure you tell me. A new study, AP reported this in 2016, a new study released details how the sugar industry worked to downplay emerging science linking sugar and heart disease. Really? They instead pushed that fat and things of a similar nature were actually responsible for the heart disease. Now, it's probably both, <laughs> but it's the sugar industry colluding conspiring to convince you that it's not sugar that's making you sick. Here's a report from the Associated Press. JAMA Internal Medicine published an analysis of internal sugar industry documents. The paper suggests that five decades of research into the role of nutrition in heart disease was a deceptive narrative written by the sugar industry. And that research is, of course, imprinted on much of the dietary regulations today. They wanted you to know that sugar is actually really, really good for you. Highly processed white sugars with animal bones and everything else. Kind of sounds like that other story I mentioned. Boston University researchers found that Coca-Cola and PepsiCo paid the American Diabetes Association and the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation to say that Coca-Cola was not dangerous or linked to diabetes or caused problems that was actually good for you. And if you look online, you can pull up a story. I'm pretty sure in just a few seconds about how the best meal after a workout, the best, most nutritious meal after a workout is not even Gatorade. Okay. It's a burger <laughs> and fries and a soda. Yep. 2015, Men's Health. It's a couple of them, actually. Men's Health, Washington Post. Need to recover after a workout? Eat a cheeseburger. That's literally what they reported in 2015. 
I don't even have that in front of me. I just remember that article. And yep, there it is. Best meal after workout is burger and soda. Men's health, ironically. A new study compares fast food to sports supplements and the media misrepresents it in every way possible. Really? Well, when I read it, it told me from the University of Montana, it told me to eat a cheeseburger. I don't know how you can misrepresent that. And they tell us because technically... Like that guy that worked for the New York Times all those years ago. We, we talked about this on the show so many years ago. I remember this so vividly. He said the most nutritious, healthiest, and cheapest thing you could possibly buy is a McDonald's cheeseburger. It's the same research that promotes this. And why? He's like, because no one's going to be able to find a better deal on all those calories. Yeah, except you missed the whole part about nutrition and, and balance and homeostasis and the real reasons why people get sick. You can count calories all you want. It's not going to have much of an effect on whether your body has what it needs to function or your brain has what it needs to function. So apparently a cheeseburger is the most beneficial, healthiest, most amazing thing that's ever been invented. Now, if you like cheeseburgers, I don't care. This isn't a joke, though. This is how industry influences the science. Coca-Cola and PepsiCo paid researchers at diabetes organizations to say Coca-Cola is good. Big, processed, ultra-processed, hyper-processed food manufacturers, cereal companies, they, they get an angle. They got like a compass out, and they, they do the geometry, and they're like, hey, 23 inches. We got to get make sure that the Captain Crunch is looking right into the eyes of that four-year-old. And Monsanto buys Biologics, which is linking colony collapse to things that Monsanto does, and it's just like, and then you you you, you trust Pfizer, <laughs> you, tr- you trust Moderna, you trust Epicite. Probably don't even know who most people don't even know who Epicite is. I can't tell you much more about them myself. Epicite's the company that engineered contraceptives into corn. You trust these companies? That was in two thousand one. Twenty years later, look at what they're doing with mRNA technology. It's unbelievable, truly. All right, let's see what else we have here. There's some really, really, really good stuff in this pile. I'm so glad I didn't just indiscriminately burn all this. All right, let's see the next pile we have here. Oh, here's a fun one. How hues can help and heal coloring our world. A growing body of research by physicians, environmentalists, psychologists, and alternative medicine specialists is now exploring how color can affect people physically, mentally, and emotionally, of course. According to Pakistani research physicists, colors generate electrical impulses and magnetic currents or fields of energy that are prime activators of the biochemical and hormonal processes in the human body. Different colors cause different reactions from stimulating cells to suppressing the production of melatonin. And this is actually part of the ancient Chinese, ancient Egyptian, and the Ayurvedic healing tradition using color for healing. Red increases circulation. You know, you get, you're in love or you, you get, you know, turned on. It's sexual. Red lipstick, red dress. Yellow stimulates nerves. Orange increases energy. Blue and green soothe skin irritations and anxiety. Blue light can reset our biological clocks. This is why they say that, um, and we're not talking about the artificial blue light, but like real blue light, like a blue sky, uh, it's, it's a very positive thing. Uh, red light can help with um, 
uh, muscles and, and, and skin problems, even, you know, and like specifically collagen production. It's a fascinating, fascinating study. I think I actually cut that out of a Natural Awakenings magazine, but the, the research, if you want to look it up, uh, Pakistani researchers Samina Yosef Azimi and S. Mo, is it Mohsen Raza, uh, University of, you probably just looked this up, University of Balochistan, B-A-L-O-C-H-I-S-T-A-N. There's also findings, uh, the public, they were published in Environmental Health Perspectives. Coloring Our World by Judith Fertig. Just trying to give you all the information if you want to try to look that up. All right, what else do we have here? Oh, remember when the missile was going to hit Hawaii? People in Hawaii thought the end of the world was near, and then it was just, oh, it was an accident. Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Remember that? All right, let's see what else we have here. Oh, here's a Telegraph article. This is great. Telegraph article telling us that uh, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea if the Illuminati controlled the world because, uh, you know, allowing secret government cabals of people that have special interests, it's, it's a good thing. That's a Guardian. No, no. Telegraph article. Uh, here's actually, actually, you know what, this isn't a fun article, but Las Vegas Review Journal, uh, Art Bell dies at 72. So I got a bunch of stuff here. Here's something that gets forgotten. Ancient cities LIDAR scans reveal as many buildings as Manhattan. Uh, down in Mexico, LIDAR scans found uh, basically uh, uh, these massive cities in the forests. Uh, these were... People that lived reportedly at the same time the Aztecs did. If I try to pronounce the name of these people, you're going to make fun of me because I don't know how to pronounce the name of the. It's Peru Peca. Maybe that's right. Peru Peca people. Same time as the Aztecs. Massive civilization. Uh, their reports go back even further off the coast of Cuba. Just massive um, underwater cities not because they were built there, but because of the inundation, rising sea levels at the end of the last ice age. Massive underwater cities off the, was it like northwest coast of Cuba into the Gulf of Mexico? Oh, here is probably one of the best articles of the last decade. CNN uses fallout screenshot in report on Russian hacking. <laughs> I even have a screenshot of the news report. It says, breaking news, Obama orders 35 Russian operatives out of the United States, 72 hours for them and their families to leave. Breaking news, 103 p.m. Pacific time, CNN. And the background <laughs> is a uh, screenshot from the video game Fallout. You know Fallout, right? You get hack into the computers and to find like the words in there and find the codes. But CNN used the fallout, the fallout screenshot. In fact, I remember reports about CNN saying Putin was personally involved. And I just, uh, I've played Fallout a few times since, and I just picture like, every time I play, I always think like, can I play as Putin? Putin's a really good hacker. Maybe I could just have Putin hack into all these computers and I could get all the, the bottle caps and all the special guns. I'm not joking about that. That That is literally, CNN literally said, they literally used a screen of Fallout. They're like, this is the computer code being hacked by Putin. 
No, it's actually a, <laughs> it's actually Fallout. Fallout 4, I think it was from the game. What a joke. Uh, all right, how about this? Here's another one. America dropped 26,171 bombs in 2016 to end Barack Obama's presidency. And Trump was the bad guy, which in a lot of ways he was still a bad guy, but nothing like Obama. How many bombs did they drop under the Trump administration, though? Let's, let's be fair. How many thousands of bombs and how many, how many guns were sold to the Saudi Arabian princes? Hundreds of millions of dollars worth under Trump. I guess it's just business, the art of the deal. All these liberals, no blood for oil, no blood for oil. Wait, Obama's president? Oh, it's okay. He dropped 26,000 bombs in 2016. Well, he didn't do it, he didn't do it himself. <laughs> if everything was Bush's fault, everything's then uh, Obama's fault, right? You want to hear something funny? I'm going to, I should post this. If you want to see it, I'll send it, I'll send you a picture of it. I'm not going to bother posting it actually, unless you ask me for it. But uh, this is how bad the algorithms were like six, seven years ago. I was looking up cell phone and radiation and stuff like that. And uh, I, I have a screenshot of this. I got an advertisement from Amazon. It says Amazon sponsored. Looking for cell phone radiation at Amazon. They were trying to sell me cell phone radiation. And here's another one. Um, it says, because I had, I had typed in Sandy Hook. This was a long time ago. And it said Sandy Hook death record. Ancestry.com. Come check it out. <laughs> I got screenshots of that. If you want to see it. It's so funny. The algorithms were... Just in their infancy, infancy back then. Speaking of infants, this is very synchronistic. I just moved a pile of papers and saw the word infant. Infants unable to use toy building blocks due to iPad addiction. Yeah, they also give kids tablets for a little bit and then give them real pictures and they're trying to use their fingers to zoom in on the pictures. Because they don't, uh, don't know what else to do. Don't know what a magazine is. And that's okay, though, because the U.S. government has created something called SkinTrack 2016 report. U.S. team turns arm skin into touchpad with new technology, so you won't even need the pictures. It'll just be on your arm. Discovery News 2013, you as a human are patentable, according to the Supreme Court. A lot of people forget that case. Nine justices reviewed a 2012 appeals court decision that allowed a biotechnology company, Myriad Genetics, Inc., to patent two genes it found had links to breast and ovarian cancer. How are you going to patent something you found? You're going to patent something you found. <laughs> Go outside, pull some leaves off a tree. Look what I found. I'm going to patent these leaves. You can't have these leaves. I'm going to go drag a giant saguaro cactus into my yard, okay? And then I'm going to, I patented this cactus. Nobody else can own this cactus. This is my cactus, and I own all the cactuses. You know, it's like, it's kind of like Bill Burr. You know, Bill Burr, the comedian, he said, the guy that runs Nestle, they, they wanted to like, uh, well, Nestle's on a really b- bunch of nasty stuff with water, like buying t- the, the water of towns that are experiencing droughts and bottling and shipping it out. And Bill Burr did that bit. He's like, He's like, I'm just imagining the CEO of, of Pepsi Pepsi, or was it? No, Nestle. Imagine the CEO of Nestle. Just like, what if we owned all the water and then I could just, I could put it in a reservoir in my house and sell it to people. <laughs> that's, that's what it's like. I found an ovarian cancer gene. I'm going to, it's my gene now. I'm going to patent it. That's not even an argument on intellectual property. It's just like, I found it. So it's mine now. I patented it. I own it. I own the gene. So what do you mean you own the gene? 
You observe the gene. It doesn't mean you own the gene. And the next time I see a, next time I see a a, a commercial jet fly by, I'm just gonna be like, I'm patenting that Southwest flight right there. That's my own. I own all Southwest now. It's just absolutely ridiculous. What else we have here? Oh, remember a story in Poland. Max Spires or Spears, UFO expert found dead after vomiting black goo. (laughs) Uh, What do you think that is? What else do we have here? Oh, the I'm fat movement. Here's another one real quick. I'm the I'm fat movement. Uh, This is kind of like um, they call it body positivity where they go out in public and they try to look as fat and gross as possible. This is 2018. I'm a fat chick and I love it. And um, it was like, I've, I've got 99 problems, but being fat ain't one. You know, that, or what's the other one? It's like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Dr. Greger, um, How Not to Diet, I think was the book. And he quoted one of those fat, pro-fat groups. And so it was something like, oh, I know what it was. <laughs> it's not that we're, we're here and we're queer. It was like a, a, a pro-fat movement. And, the, and their, their slogan was, we're here. And we're sphere. <laughs> it's a real thing. I'm not making that up. Uh, Scientific America. Or American 2013. Sound waves levitate and move objects. Of course they do. Idaho Statesman 2017. ATF. Took a lot of cigarettes. And then sold those cigarettes. And all those other drugs they confiscated. And filled up a secret bank account. Huh. What else do we have here? Remember when Madonna threatened to blow up the White House? That was fun. Kathy Griffin cut Donald Trump's head off and held it up and then was like, why am I under investigation? I'm a comedian. Oh, I remember this story. The, uh, the Tom Brady diet, women's health. You got this girl and her husband like, I just can't stay on Tom Brady's diet. It's just too, too, too complex. It's too complicated. We just, we, 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 and they, they cooked the food and showed in the article. We, I did a whole show on this, actually show the food in the article. It's like the, the saddest piece of raw chicken you've ever seen. And like a green bean. And they're like, it's just, how does he, how does he eat this? It's so terrible. He's got to drink a Coca-Cola. <laughs> and in fact, in the article with the pictures this woman posted, she is actually drinking a Coca-Cola. It was a Coke advertisement. And you, you wonder maybe why that is. Remember when Tom Brady went on a Boston radio show and said, why are people feeding their kids cereal and soda? It's literally poison. And Coke shot back. Coke's like, listen here, Tom. I don't care how many Super Bowls you have. Coca-Cola comes in a variety of flavors. And if people are interested in trying some Coca-Cola, we'd be happy to sell it to them. They used Tom Brady and they leveraged him to sell their product when he said it was poison. And then they get these hit pieces and women's health, these Couples are like, look, I can't eat what Tom Brady's eating. I just want nachos. And then the picture of her eating the nachos, she's with a Coca-Cola. Who do you think sponsored that? Coca-Cola. The last few seconds here. Remember when the queen was a Nazi? Guardian, queen's Nazi salute footage raises pressure on royals to open the archives. There's going to be a lot of bones fall out of those archives. All right, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. We might do this again sometime. I got a lot of news articles from the old, old, old world of radio down the memory hole of time But until then, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And as always, we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. I encourage you to listen to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio, to subscribe to our show, because that supports us. 
Every month I rely on you subscribing or buying a book and every month I rely on people listening on Apple or Spreaker and downloading the show. If you don't do that, literally, I don't make any money and it's harder for me to do this show. If you do that, it's free. You listen, you download. We can continue to go into the future. Some months it's better than others. Other months, it's this month's been really tight. I made like 938 bucks. Uh, but I'm going to push through because um, I think that I'm doing the right thing here on the show. www.thesecretteachings.info Have a fantastic evening, morning, whenever and wherever you're listening. And we'll be back tomorrow, Friday, right here on The Secret Teachings.